0: The non-AI Geek Force is back in your ear, returning to you. Listen now, what's happening today on Geek Force.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Geek Force, where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the squad, we have Marlon, Ray, and Amy. Welcome back, everyone. Missed you so much. Hoo. Um, yeah. Like, Geek Force is back. All right. I don't know why that popped in my head, but that's exactly the, the vibe I was feeling. We're not on
2: strike yet.
1: We can't <laughs> be on strike. <laughs> well, we can, <laughs> but. <laughs> we can, right. but
2: it's not like there's right. no one. To, like to
0: be like. Amy, we refuse to talk, Amy. You're going to have to play yourself.
2: <laughs> 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 that's not as fun. Just
1: well, not we're back we're we're back at it everyone and we have a lot to talk about um but before we begin i also want to Ah, oh my gosh don't bring that back (laughs) that's an inside joke everyone but i can't believe i brought that up um before, before we do that um we are getting into a serious topic of what is currently going on in hollywood which is the basis of much everything we talk about on this show. So in case you were living on a rock, um, there is a strike going on with the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actor Guilds and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists right now. Um, This strike has effectively stopped all American television and film production. Well, most of it. Um, The WGA strike began back in early May when 11,000 members walked off set. Um, the SAG after strike began on, J- on July 14th after a labor dispute with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. So all those big production, production companies, Amazon, uh, Disney, Paramount, all of them, the actors and the writers have bonded as far as some allies as well to uh, strike. And so it's been about nearly four months In this, the writers and actors have had some strikes or some demands that they are just demanding, which includes compensation and um, benefits. But most importantly, at least for the writers, is the use of AI in their workplace. As we know, I think we talked about before, uh, during this strike, a lot of the corporations at hand have been secretly. Try to hire and implement AI at the workplace to continue with the work. So secretly. Well, they think it's secretly, but this is the age of technology. We always find out. People always tell us the business on the internet. So while this is going on, uh there's there's this is what the production companies are doing. So in the midst of all this. We, who we love to review and talk about all the wonderful shows and TV shows and video games that we bring to you, we want to say officially that we stand by with the workers of the strike and we will support them in any way that we can. This might make our show a little bit different than what you're used to, but it's it's perfectly fine we'll still make it entertaining and fun. But um, we just wanted to say that, uh, uh, we just want to say it and get that out before we dive in. Um but at the moment, um, continuing with this conversation, recently this week, uh, it's been known that writers, especially the WGA, had put up a proposal of what their salary, what they're requesting, of uh, what what it should look like. As you know, since mm-hmm. streaming had been popular since the pandemic, Netflix and them have made a hell of hell of money. And it's been known that a lot of writers, especially in the past few months, have been out in a... Uh, showing receipts of how much money they were getting with these shows. And it was as little as like $23, which to me was really, really surprising. And this has been going on for decades. So knowing that their salary proposal is that they are wishing for at least 0.18% of an annual revenue of a production company. So what that might look like is, so Amazon They make about $514 billion. The WGA is just requesting $72 million from from that billions of dollars. Um, Another example, because I didn't believe these numbers, but they're real, Apple. Apple makes $400 billion. You want to know what the writers are simply requesting? They are requesting $17 million from that. And so far, no,
0: which is 0.004 percent less
1: than the majority of what the average uh, workers were asking for. So I was a little bit like now not to say like, hey, you know, I never had a million dollars. So like that's still too much money for me. But no, these are hundreds and thousands of people can't afford their homes, can't afford to, you know, their bills and everything, working odd jobs. But their work has gone on to make billions of dollars for these corporations. Some of them have won Oscars, Emmys, all types of awards, and it doesn't mean a thing. So it's kind of eye-opening, at least to the public, of what is really going on because, you know, a lot of people aren't really reading the news on this. So knowing that... Those are the writers' demands. And then the actors were asking, I think a little bit more, like about one point to two percent of of the revenue. So altogether, they're asking for like three percent, less than three percent of revenue altogether. And knowing like someone like Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, making twenty-five million dollars annually, he finds it offensive that they are requesting that and not happy with what they they are providing, which is none of None of any of that close to that. So um, I kind of want to open the forum to you guys and ask some questions of like, with all this going on, especially since, you know, we've had many strikes in the past. What role do you think for social media and public discourse? So that's like any type of news outlet. What do you think social media, uh, how does that play in garnering support for striking unions and their causes compared to the previous strikes? that we had back in
0: the day. Well, I mean, I think a huge game changer has been streaming. I mean, Netflix brought it, you know, made it and a huge, a huge thing. And then it's kind of been uh, this big cash cow. And there's always this other secret side of it because we don't really know who's watching what or how many folks are watching because those are numbers that they don't really share out to the public. Those are very much behind closed doors so they can keep the prices where they keep the prices. Um, So I think we're in this really weird situation where it's, you know, I know right now SAG and the WA aren't telling people to not stream things because that's a very big thing to say to people. Like, hey, consumers, stop consuming. Um, But I, I mean, I think we may end up at some point getting to a point where it's like, hey, listen, this might end up being our biggest thing is like let's all stop watching certain things i know for me it's easy to not watch disney plus because there's not a lot of stuff i want to watch on there maybe it's easy to not watch uh amazon so it might be a thing where like we just stop watching certain things and it, it might help but i think ultimately you have so many of these companies that are surviving off of streaming that it's gonna be a lot longer and i know that we talked about last time that you know the we're gonna it's gonna be a much longer battle because there's just so much content that has already been recorded and been produced before this even started so they have a bit of like leeway a bit of rope that they can kind of like give themselves before things start getting really boring so eventually it may come to a point where they're going to ask people like hey let's all just collectively cancel our netflix and i think you know with enough push enough momentum that might happen but i think we're it's going to be a while before we get to that point
1: well i also want to ask you marlon because i know like when when this all started you were kind of following certain accounts like on instagram mm. and tiktok because you kind of presented more news for us that way like do you think that's more helpful mm-hmm. or has that been more enlightening since what was it back in 2000 what was the last right like 2000
0: Oof. Yeah, I think social media has been a lot more helpful. I think, especially because a lot of which I think you all might notice a lot of like writers, like from College Humor or from any of our other shows that we like to watch, have Twitch streams mm-hmm. or have an extra bit of social media because, they're like, and at first you're thinking, like, oh, they must really enjoy audience engagement, but it's also like, this is another source of revenue for them because they're not maybe always writing something or maybe they're not getting a lot of residuals from the properties but being tapped into them thanks to things like Twitch or Discord or you know TikToks or social media it has allowed them to give you the consumer very specific details into their lives as writers like way has been very much like hey listen I wrote Grand Crew um I've been doing a lot of these other things I don't make a lot of money I have a daughter and so like if I didn't have my partner to help supplement, you know, my, also my income, we probably would have to like afford our mm-hmm. home. And like, you know, we all of course know Adam Conover. Um, like I think having followed all these people on social media, I think it gives us a lot more clarity on what's happening versus like, you know, pre us being all super in depth into social media, kind of just depending on news sources. Now we get to hear it directly from their mouths of like, Hey, here's how I'm being impacted. Here's what people are going to lie to you about. Here's the truth of the matter. And I do think that's been more helpful, I think, from the consumer side of things, because we're able to kind of tap into the actual producers of the things that we consume and take their word for it and also have them galvanize us to their cause.
1: So many actors and writers posted paychecks showing the money or lack <laughs> of money that they were receiving from episodes they acted in. And that was like, that girl who was in Orange and the New Black who played, uh, I forget, but she was in Orange and the New Black for about, what, three, four seasons, and she only, was only getting like $300 for all that, nothing else. And I was like, you you were in the most top, like at that time, Orange and New Black was one of the top shows for Netflix at the time, one of the peak, and she didn't even...
0: $27.30. Well, okay, and
1: so $27.00, and
0: and she appeared in 45 episodes. I don't understand how that works.
2: Exactly. There's no no one Wait, that's for residuals or that's for the actual amount that that was, that was paid those for. Those were her, her
0: residual experience. checks. Okay. Sorry, those are her royalty checks that she received during uh the pandemic. Um and so so she probably got a contract with an after that she only got twenty seven dollars thirty cents for for those episodes. That's
2: crazy. They they really don't care about the people who create the content. That's that's the thing. They don't care. That's I think that's they just think that people just you know oh you'll be fine. I'm the rich one, but you'll live
1: because you know Hollywood is a doggy dog world. It's part of that. Yeah. But at the same time, no one no one I guess smart enough or brave enough has actually stepped up and actually sketched out like hey this is a system that we should probably follow since streaming is a new way of entertainment. It's a new way of gathering and getting money and it's becoming globally. We should do something, but no one doesn't want to hear that because of greed. Um, speaking of internationally, uh, do you feel like the, the current strike is impacting international entertainment as well, um, especially our, across the film and television industry? Knowing that you know American Hollywood is pretty big, um, I'm not saying we I'm not saying we're the biggest because there's others, but we do kind of start stuff. And do you feel like that's going to spread to other big media cities across the world? Especially knowing that some of these corporations have global offices and connections to um, other countries. So for me, I know for South Korea. I love Netflix because of my K-dramas. Those are the great thing. But recently, it has been known that a lot of the actors have been paying attention to The Strike, and they have. Uh, their agency has called Netflix, contacted them many times, asking, we would like to pay our actors more, because we are noticing, yeah, you guys have made so much money. We are making uh, dramas for you to sh- stream internationally, and Netflix has not once returned their calls. So there's a movement now in South Korea that they are moving to uh, create their own Stripe, at least that I know against Netflix. Like they're not going to work with them or create any content that especially con- that they're contracted to do until there is an answer to them getting more pay and benefits as well. And That's well, But mm. I'm like that to me when I read that, Amy, I literally thought the beacons are lit. Like, that is (laughs) it's starting.
2: (laughs) Gondor Gondor aid.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, do you think we're going to see some more of that worldwide? Or do you feel like it's one of those people don't really have a place to do that in?
0: I mean, it could spark more. I think I think, Maybe later. and the U.S. and Europe. I, I think Europe definitely, because I mean they're known for their unions just going ape shit and getting shit done. I mean, those train strikes um, when they were going down were pretty um, pretty well received, and they got what they needed. And they're also known for like striking for like their retirement age staying where it is, which is young. So I'm sure if they were to strike, you know, they'd be doing well. Um, but I think right now, I think everyone just is looking at America to see what's going to happen because if you have, like we said. Five or six of these big streaming companies that you mentioned have global offices. If they go through with it and they sign up on those contracts and they get shit done, is that then in itself going to have a domino effect and like resulting like, hey, so America is getting this. What about us? Like, we want to make this fair. So I think right now it's like, cool, like what's going to happen here is definitely going to be built upon. But I also think it's important to realize that we're in this really weird situation where ai is only getting more and more used commercially and that i mean think about it like there's like always some new ai app that comes out that everyone likes you know me included you know there was this an ai app recently that was like hey are you tired of having to pay for professional headshots for your linkedin profile or for your cv well use this free app we can get you like Twenty, you know headshots that look really real and you won't have to worry about having to pay like a couple hundred bucks to get it done and i think there's a lot of ai things that are coming in for the convenience sake of things that are allowing a lot of folks to become comfortable with ai and its function and we know that they're hiring ai these companies so the end of whatever happened with the strike ai is absolutely going to be a much bigger part of cinema moving forward and it's going to be this huge change and it's going to be interesting to see if in this strike if there's going to be some type of addendum or expiration date around hey you can't use ai until this time period or hey we won't work with ai so it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with that specific mention because they can give them the money you know they account for a point you know zero zero four percent but ai is going to be the really big issue that I think is going to have a really interesting turn
1: I'm glad you brought that up because in the writer's guild, one of their demands, like they know AI will still be around. Even when, if their negotiations are met, they know AI will still be in the same room with them. So they are requesting limiting, limiting use of AI in the writing process. Now I don't know what percentage of like how much the AI is involved in that because knowing that that's a difference from like hey I'm using it to make sh- like maybe cater my ideas in a more organized way versus how the companies want to use it whether just we just want a robot to write out a whole thing and then we can just print off a production schedule and get to work like those are two different things in my head um but yeah I agree that AI is one of those things that is going to be a big tool that's going to be used at the workplace. There's going to be someone paid a lot of money to basically manage that. The question is, um, are we are we consumers? Are we going to allow that? Are we how are we filling with AI in like an art form? Like as far as entertainment like we like like you said we like ai in our workplace very helpful to get stuff done but then and i know we'll talk about this later when we're talking about secret invasion but as far as ai in the stuff we watch the stuff we're paying for every month on the streaming app like is there going to be a time when we have to be involved where we're like i don't want to see this or are we gonna like what, what are your thoughts on that
2: so about AI, quick quick comment about that. Um, so my partner is, is, has, was taking a class this this summer for video game design, and almost every per, um, majority of people who submitted their content for like to like show it was basically all AI, like um, yeah. created from mm-hmm. AI, and they submitted that as their own. data. Yes. yes. Well, like they were you like they didn't draw it. Like the concept art they created was all AI based. Um, So I was like, like, that's really interesting because like, obviously it's going to affect all the industries, but I didn't even think about like video game, like that aspect Mm -hmm. of it, like as you're like, you know, creating your stories and stuff. I mean, this also... it, it goes back and forth because this is going to be a thing for all the mm-hmm. industries, Hollywood, video game, all that stuff. So I thought it was really interesting that these young folks who are like high school <laughs> were, u- were utilizing AI apps to create their, their ideas. And I'm like, I don't like this is just like the tipping right. point of a much larger steeper. thing that's about to right. go down and it's going to be like some kind of horrible futuristic movie gets about hit like, We're not even no, supposed well, I mean, to deal Net with started. it. <laughs> Skynet is, is coming. I it's here. I mean,
0: well, if we, if we... I think with that mention of, like, students, like, it's becoming more of a thing where teachers are now having to understand and digest more technology to catch up. Because now you have students who can use AI to write mm-hmm. an assignment. Or, like, mm-hmm. hey, let me right. use this to, like go around getting so like I think we're at those where, where technology is progressing at a very fast pace mm-hmm. in AI specifically and I think it's all to kind of like gather data and become much more useful like right now the issue with AI is that it doesn't know enough to accurately do things the way that it's intended to so like mm-hmm. yeah you can have it write your essay but you're gonna need to really handhold it mm-hmm. and give it so many things to pull from and context from in order for it to work successfully. But if you do it, it's going to work out great. So this is, I think, a lot to go on the road of AI. Right. Um, and it's pulling more and more data. Like we have AI-led D&D games that you can do a D&D game oh. online and like just respond really? to an AI. And it's not the oh. best, but it does track you and progress your story with you so there are aspects of ai that are being fleshed out and i don't think it's going to be probably a skydiving but it was going to happen is we're going to eventually have a lot more a lot less roles for people who are you know maybe writing or drawing because like great i can just plug this thing in here and it's going to pop out a thing and it then falls on the consumer and i think that's where the tricky part is because consumers can be easily swayed depending on how you choose to help them. Like, Are they going to be like, oh, hey, y'all are mad about this thing. What if we throw in some free perks? And now it's like, well, are you still mad? You got some free – it's like it's like flying with like an airlines. It sucks, hands down. It's going to be terrible. You're going to hate it. You're going to write a scathing review. Maybe you'll do a TikTok. But at the end of the day, are you not going to ever fly? Probably not. So the airline's are like, great, you can hate Southwest That's all you want. There's still going to be Southwest and still be terrible because, you know, great. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to Spirit? Fine. Oh we're God. still going to be here. I think that's the issue where it's <laughs> like, great. You don't like AI? That's fine. We're still going to be here and we're still going to operate using spirit, this way. Really. And I think that's the issue is that it's like, it's. Going to be consumer led, consumer based, and we're going to find more and more ways to buy into it and use it more. I know at my current role and at most roles, when you apply for a job, AI is now being programmed to pull out certain phrases of your resume. Great, do you have these five keywords? We're going to move to the next level. And now there's this whole feature where now AI is going to take your resume and make it better to be read by another AI to get you an interview because we realize that great we have to write for ai to progress forward with any of our jobs because of course it's capitalism so Cylons as long okay. as it finds its way to the workspace it's going to be more and more common and we're going to have a lot more issues with it i mean i know that wizards of the coast recently had to like well, sub- mm-hmm. submit an apology because one of their artists who mind you did most of the art did a little bit of tweaking using AI. Mm. And it's very easy to pinpoint AI art because the hands or the feet are backwards (laughs) or because AI just can't do hands. (laughs) hands. And someone like zoomed in on a photo and was like, why is this dude's feet weird? And it's like, this guy used AI because look at the feet. The feet are just going all wonky because it doesn't know how to do feet. And they have to be like, we didn't know he he was using AI to touch up his art. We told him he can't ever use that ever again under contract with us and we didn't think that it was going to have to be a rule but because mm-hmm. the whole twitterverse was up in arms about ai being used now they had to make a make a point and a statement about it but of course if they could have gotten away with it you know for sure watsy wouldn't have said anything mm-hmm. like great ai did this we don't so care as, as long as you buy our source
1: materials in our books you know it's all good with us yeah and knowing that it's just it's interesting to To see, like, as far as whether AI is writing pages of stuff or organizing stuff or giving them ideas, Um, it's there. It's going to be there forever. But the question is, how are these production companies? Will they move forward in catering to what the writers and actors do? Or is this going to continue indefinitely? We don't know, but, I mean...
0: I mean... Netflix is going all in on their uh, reality TV stuff now. Like they literally said, "Hey, we know we already filmed the Ultimatum in Houston, but also we have the Ultimatum after the altar part two because we're trying to stretch this <laughs> this reality TV show because we, we're not going to have Stranger Things until maybe 2024, 2025 at the most. When these kids are going to be full-grown adults <laughs> at this point in time, going to be married."
2: So, they're literally so going like, to be married isn't it really it? a lot of shows are really leaning that? into there she's, she's engaged that's why i'm like she's gonna be married by the time it comes out
0: so we'll see what happens <laughs> but I, I think we'll probably get a lot more a lot more reality tv a lot more oh hey we bought the rice of this old show we're gonna put it back on tv again You should watch it like we're gonna have a lot of that
2: <sighs> it's gonna be so bad next year
1: or foreign stuff. Foreign stuff so is also a great time right now to like yeah, yeah, the watch these foreign stuff things. because it's tricky. Like like I that's why I asked that question because I'm like, sure, they'll put that out, but I think there's gonna be a point where they too realize now we we won't stop too. And then it's I'm just concerned about is this gonna be a period where we're gonna have to go back to reading comic books and books. There's just nothing um really streamy. Yes, or anything which yeah I'm fine with that Love but you. I think it's funny that uh, you know they I know for like Disney Plus soon they're increasing their pricing they already are trying to do a Hulu Disney Plus thing act together and I'm like Disney Plus I'm I'm dumping you after Percy Jackson
0: the most disrespectful email I've <laughs> exactly. ever seen from Disney oh hey I know you're probably not watching this anymore but like we're gonna up the price I'm like excuse me you don't produce nearly enough content to tell me you're going to raise the price She's on me again.
2: Island, don't you want to watch again.
0: That? I don't care. I don't at care this either. Point. I truly It's just I might I might just go back to being a pirate in the in the good old days and just, come just join us.
1: I have after that it's, it's it's already kind of jumped on that boat already. Um but yeah, that just makes me feel like hey, like personally, that means saving money. I don't have to worry about apps and stuff, but it would be a completely different change to when the pandemic when, you know, these streaming apps save saved our sanity in a way, you know. So it's just I am I, very oh, curious God. about the future and what it looks like for our hard workers in the entertainment industry. I optimist, I'm like, I hope they get everything they need, but time at the same tell. time it's like what well, other stuff will be brought up through through the strike. So I mean,
0: you know, time will tell, but you know We'll let that be what it's going to be, and let's go over to a, a funner topic, Cat, A nice, a nice yes. little throwback to a better time so, in our
1: lives. Anime, animation, especially adult animation. One of the top channels that I know we've all grew up on is Adult Swim, which is the adult version of Cartoon Network at a certain time at night. Um, we've known Toonami. It introduced a lot of wonderful anime shows for us when we were younger. Tavo Bebop. Um, Trigun, um, Naruto, if you were getting into that too, Kulikuli. Um, but it looks like they're having another comeback where uh, they're going to have some more new anime uh, shows coming up starting this fall on into 2024. Um, Ray, do you want to take mm-hmm. the helm and let us know what these shows are?
3: Um it's time for the tilt. I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but <laughs> we, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's two big ones that they announced right towards the beginning of our, uh, little adventure break there. Um, uh, and, two the two of them one of them is a very big adaptation of an anime that i think um i've heard for years now is a fantastic horror manga um i'm really curious how they're gonna make uzumaki feel really good uh there's i'm sure a lot of ways but this is really classic like spirals are i don't know taking over the world i'm doing a uh, it's not Gurren kind of spirals, let me put it that way. And uh, the uh, they they released like a little bit, that one little bit of anime I saw was like very creepy, um, well done, like silence use and stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited for whatever that becomes. Uh, have any of y'all read Uzumaki?
1: I've read no. a story, but I also checked out so on Netflix he has uh his Japanese Tales um little it's a little series on Netflix and it's stuff like from like little stories animated by him and they're very creepy and very weird. So Yeah, that's well, that's, that's his work. Yeah.
3: Junji,
0: oh, Junji wild episodes.
1: Um so if you do not know Uzumaki and, you, and you're you very curious um, in getting a preview, I highly recommend checking that out on Netflix. And then if you like it, then I think that will prepare you for Uzumaki on Adult Swim.
3: Yeah. The, the nice thing nice. about nice. these things that it looks like Adult Swim was uh, producing these animes, which is... I know they've done that in the past, um, but I, don't, mm. I think it's been a while since they have... Produce some of these animes themselves that are uh, like this, so definitely exciting. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, I, I think I'm I think IGPX, that old like mech racing anime, oh. was uh, not old, but I think that, that was them? one produced or Toonami produced one of those uh, things. Uh, that was a good one, but. Uh, sure it was wild. <laughs> the uh, the other one that has me super excited is the return of the greatest uh, anime director of all time, Shinjiro Shin Watanabe, creator of Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, and a million other classics. Uh, they have him producing a anime called, uh, directing the anime called Lazarus. Uh, Sounds sci-fi mm. fantasy. Um, they, they dropped a whole synopsis about some some side effect from some drug that's in the future. So people are out to go get the creator who's but killing everybody. And uh, I'm going to do it poorly justice and explaining it intentionally <laughs> because it just sounds like uh, some stuff that he would make that just is going to be good to watch and a fun ride with all these characters and cool choreography. And uh, I think uh, the music, uh, they said, this wasn't. I'm. Freak, I'm confusing this with something else. This wasn't the one that there was a John Wick choreographer helping with, or. It could be. I, I did can look hear it
0: up something. In a um, um, I think this. I think it's the one because I think cause the fight scenes are yeah. very.
3: Uh, like it, I remember yeah. Kamasi Washington's name being yeah. dropped in here as one of the music production. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, it's being um, the fight scenes designed by John Wick director Chad. I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. So um, that is just set up to be a classic thing. Kamasi Washington's a great jazz musician slash composer. So whatever nonsense they're going to come up with uh, over the next year or year and a half until the show airs on Adult Swim is going to be so hard to wait for that to be released. Uh, That's just excitement. It's going to be very, very, very exciting. Um, The last thing we were going to bring up that they also announced during this time, uh, it sounds like from our talk beforehand that none of us saw Fooly Cooly Season 2, but they got Fooly Cooly Season 3 dropping. Uh, It had a better name than Season 3. I don't remember what it was. And uh, not having seen 2, I'm not going to do it justice, but the uh, I, I'm just glad that they are keeping it going. Um, I, uh, I, I, that anime was always a wild, like, experience and a lot of subtext on puberty and stuff that was always hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't know if to, to call that sci fi slice of life, I, or, I, don't, I don't know what to call that show. I like yeah.
1: that, no, I think that's accurate. She life. was an alien. <laughs> uh,
3: Aliens and robots and weird stuff. Oh, my. It was a (laughs) good time back in the day. Um, I'm sure it's still a good time now in some form or another. Um, Yeah, there's more anime stuff we can talk about in the future. But Adult Swim in general uh, has uh, had us all hype uh, a couple of months ago as we were uh, reading all these news and uh, just getting excited for these things
0: yeah i am worried about the the choice of animation for for League grunge it's it's, it's an interesting choice to go cg because i know that i know that the current new trigon has similar animation and i was kind of like oh this is kind of weird looking but i think paired with the wackiness of the show i think it should be fine but it was interesting they tried they set it to go from 2d animation like no we're gonna make the cg the whole show so we'll see what some they do with that. scenes
1: in trigon in the new trigon it was weird like um some characters try to have like that anime exaggerated like ah effect in that weird cgi mm. so it didn't really it didn't really look well to do like really exaggerated features like that so i am curious if Knowing how fully cool and how zany and wacky it is, I feel like maybe they will improve on that to make it a smoother um, watch. I will say, Trigon. I would. That was my big complaint was like they just couldn't emote well in that in that technology. But fully cool is just all over the place. So I actually am looking forward to kind of see if it looks smoother that way. If hey, that's just another form of animation that they're pushing. I forget what production company is doing that, but they're they're putting out a lot Ooh, more work. Man, like I'm that. also
0: wondering if we're still going to be in the same. If we'll still be in the same mindset now that we know this child is 12 years old the whole time, oh. we're still going to be. You no, know, and he's like bathing with some adult uh-huh. alien woman who's like also naked. <laughs> As a kid, we're like, "Oh, that kid's living <laughs> a good life. The kids I hear, what the kid that's et are just are so cool." And now it's like, that's as a twelve sad. year old child, he needs to have better adults <laughs> in his life.
3: That is anime. If you are that is you're anime coming in the anime expecting to get uh, uh, seventeen, eighteen year olds, you're in the right place. If you are uh, twelve mm. year olds, you're in the right place. If you're expecting to get twenty two. Twenty-eight-year-olds rarely gonna happen. So really? If, if
0: at all. all, they're considered the. I don't think grandparents. Of I, that I age. think
3: anime has taught me that once you turn uh, twenty-one, and in Japan, you die. Because I, I do they exist? <laughs> <I don't>. No, <laughs>
1: you're somebody's tragic mentor yeah. at that age. Like oh no, my mentor died. They were twenty one. I and mean, uh. then Naruto, like let's get me started on the age timeline of everybody, and then looking at Baruto and the, their timeline jump, and I'm like, wait, they're still you mean, technically
0: Baruto the filler, the,
1: the the new chapters of them doing the timeline jump, and like they're still
0: it's filler. I, I gave up on I that show. Up, that's sure I gave up, but I like, it's, like it's reading about
1: filler. the nonsense because I'm just like, how <laughs> far can they go? They have
0: go? the most filler. <laughs>
1: Marlon, of any anime that's ever filler. they have There's the most no filler. Story. It's
0: the whole filler show. Bartos, <laughs> it's like so. It's basically it's like yeah, Bartos. It's like Bartos basically like is like the what if of anime. Like what if they were just aliens yeah. or you know what? But yet, what if there was a park yeah. of dinosaurs? Great, it's gonna be five episodes. They're so gonna have dinosaurs now. Let's you talk say about
2: a park it. Park of dinosaurs. Jurassic yes. Karts. They have a I have not see that scene. They have a whole like <laughs>
1: dinosaur <laughs> filler. I'm like where these dinosaurs Tosuke come from? The dino- he was the one that started the meteor that wiped out the dinosaurs. There's a whole scene for that. It was Sasuke's fault. And I was just like. Hmm.
2: Interesting.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Eaming, for reminding me <laughs> that Fully Coley is the original Little Boy Shut season. Up. Uh <laughs> <if> you- <laughs> he literally, I literally is the, the original because you <laughs> think about it he had two oh older God. crushes one was in high school and one also was the alien and they were both on this guy and it's like it's, you're in high school you
1: are oh talking to a 12 gosh. year old it's so weird anyway. What a show.
0: What, anyway speaking
1: of beloved franchises that we love in between all the stuff going on we are having the best year in video games that I believe we're having um, and one mm-hmm. of the top video games of the year, Baldur's Gate 3.
0: It's top, yeah. This has been a hard it's, year. It is
1: still going. That's what's crazy. But when we get to Baldur's Gate 3, it had recently came out last month on PC. It will come out on PS5 the beginning of September. And then I believe Xbox sometime in the future. So I believe, Marlon Ray, are you playing? I think you guys are have been diving... And Absolutely. Exploring. They've been playing, so we would like to hear more Ooh. all about their the adventures in this game. I think Ray yeah. and
3: I
0: think Raina have been playing since the the beta nice. came out. We've been playing that too. I didn't
3: play a lot of beta, but I played.
2: Was there a big difference? I played
3: a little bit. Oh um, yeah. Um.
0: I know that Will. They made Shadowheart less um, mm-hmm. nitpicky. I think she had a lot of. I think Shadowheart and um, the oh, I forget her name. The girl with the
1: Lazelle. Shuttle okay. Shut and Carlock. Okay. And
0: Lazelle were a lot more vocal of things in the game. If you did something, they, like they were they would have dialogue immediately afterwards, and now it's just much like disapproves or approves in the corner. So they turned that down. Um, they made more of the changed a lot of Will's dialogue um, to have his dialogue go more with Carlock, who is by far the best character that anyone Super everyone simp all watches Carlock. Uh, I'm
3: it's super super out. super Carl-like, okay. But uh <laughs>
0: if Raymond, if Resident Evil taught us anything, is that the internet likes big women. I, I'm not a big saying <laughs>
3: Okay. i disagree <laughs> like big strong i not saying weapon. that Let's i disagree call- i'm <laughs> just calling it for what it is <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. but <laughs> the um uh we ju- you jumped into that question that uh it, it great three if you hadn't heard us talk about it before is uh, mm. uh giant rpg um lots of the the game is entirely kind of set in this turn-based world of uh combat you're mm. taking your time very strategic very tactical uh, uh you walk around talk to people and have a lot of uh generally a lot of options when it comes to talking to them um there's a big giant domino effect in this game as they have implied with tons of endings and all that stuff um
1: So I think
3: uh, I spent 30 hours On the first of four acts Is what I think Um, (laughs) And I am not Too much further into the second act Maybe only a couple hours Uh, uh, So uh, But I tried to do as much as I could In that whole first act As I you know There was a lot there was there was a lot to do Uh, Yeah characters Characters are feeling very good Um not really coming across many issues or bugs. My computer is a little slow to load sometimes, so like I'm I'm waiting an extra minute once the game has technically loaded for like the entire environment to finish loading uh, on my screen. But once it's done, like I don't have any problems ever. Uh, There's been some crazy stuff that has happened to my character. Yes.
1: What is your character, Ray? What are uh, you playing?
3: Oh, I am as? playing a tiefling wizard uh
1: i can see that and
3: uh you got to do some very silly magical things to get a chest uh really recently that was fun uh
1: what has been like your craziest moment knowing your skill set like what what was the craziest thing that you have done that i did so far Mm. especially since you said Mm. 30 hours in act one i'm just imagining Uh, (laughs) I don't know how how much
3: Marlin has been abusing the the I finished Act 1. The jump spell. Oh, Uh, you've been using that a lot? Okay. The the jump spell is a ritual spell, (laughs) which in this game means you can just cast it as many times out of combat as you want, as fast as possible. Uh, So just spamming Mm -hmm. it on everyone, getting it on them, and enough time to (laughs) put it in turn-based mode, and then I get like 8 rounds of running around where everyone could jump like you know <laughs> super right. far uh those surprise uh, rounds or just getting so there was a whole area where uh, the marlin and the marsh and the swamp area in act one and mm-hmm. i felt like there was a lot of areas there that there were there weren't bridges to but it looked like there was stuff and i yes. just was like well i'm just gonna jump from island to island and we'll all be fine and yeah that worked just nice. fine. i didn't need to do much more um Oh, yeah, dude. Uh,
2: so... Yeah. So, quick question. So, since you're playing it on your computer, are you going to play it on the PS5 at some point? Or is it going to stick to your computer?
3: Uh, there will be cross-saves. And so, I do have the choice oh, to continue. Oh, so, the, so you can yeah, do that? Yeah, I can that? continue the same oh. thing once it comes on on PS5. That's vice okay. versa. Cross-saves, make uh, me so happy? I still don't know if they've <laughs> officially used the word cross-play yet. But that's just because I haven't been paying attention yeah. a whole lot. Uh, um, I think everyone's expecting it because... Uh, this game has basically provided everything else that fans have wanted and still working on giving them all the other things that they haven't gotten them yet um, so I imagine crossplay is on the agenda whether it is coming out next week with the launch of PS5 or not I just don't know as we're doing this taping
1: Uh,
3: Marlon you have a Waiting for my phone. That's, you- that's what I that's what I just <laughs> like too. He's like, I'm waiting, Kat
2: I'm waiting. Harlan, what are
1: you doing as in this <laughs> game? If not mean, pretty much guess but I want to hear it from your own words. Oh who me? <laughs> oh yes, me, right. Oh, I do gosh.
0: have the game too. Um oh my I'm playing as a metallic dragonborn ranger. Mm. No, and it's been... So, that's, that's, I already
1: have questions on that because I know the spell like the stuff that you have as a ranger. It's what so have dope. you done? <laughs> Name one, because you probably was doing it the most. Name one thing that was like Absolutely. insane for you in this game. Yeah.
0: Um the the spider doesn't have the most AC or the highest mm-hmm. uh, HP, but it has the ability to jump. And so with the jump spell and also the spider already having a jump ability it gives it an extra bit of oomph when it jumps elsewhere it's not that heavy but it has been helpful at like just adding poison bites to things and poisoning them and like jumping across and dying which is fine but like you send it out you get it to bite something it dies which has been great uh and what's also been great is i think the command spell which um i don't know if you tried if this raymond at the beginning we're on the nautiloid and it's the devil creature fighting uh, the Mind flare. You could tell the devil creature to drop the sword and then take the sword. And so, in the beginning of the game, I had him drop this flaming sword and I equipped it to Lay's she's He's just been, like, slaughtering mm-hmm. so many things. But, that's been helpful. I uh, also, because I'm a, a ranger, have been just talking to every animal because, that's like, so a ritual funny. spell, <laughs> you cast it on yourself. And i just been talking to animals getting little side quests and little, like, Things to do, and like you can have them tell you little secrets or where things are at, and that's really cool to kind of like use that skill and talk to just everything. And as a ranger, you get this really cool ability to kind of like just see little area little pockets, and try to crawl through them. And as a dragonborn, I also love that I can breathe fire whatever I want to.
1: So, my next question for both of you Dracarys. is. You know, there's a whole uh, playthrough that you can choose to do the dark urge with. Are you guys gonna do mm. that in the future or no?
0: That one's just basically do all the bad
1: things, yeah. which. Okay, I so there's like two ways do it all spot. the bad things or make it where you're literally fighting their urge to do, like, you're literally a ton of war yourself each time. Mm-hmm. and so like for myself i, I definitely want to just made, fighting with mean. myself every time just to see how far i can go without being like you know completely corrupted i think that's a fun way
0: so you just want to be venom basically you just want to be yeah. venom's character <laughs> just just <laughs> hey, you should you should eat that guy i'm not gonna, no, eat, that I'm guy. Not gonna eat that guy you should totally I'm eat
1: that child. guy i failed <laughs>
0: yeah what has been hard is that i when i finished uh act one with the ranger i tried to act one again mm-hmm. as a paladin uh and almost immediately had to was i have to change my way of playing because as a paladin if you don't actively follow your oath to the t and you got to like really look at what mm-hmm. it says and so i thought because one of the things you, is you have to save or to choose to save or add Lazelle to your party by doing something, a, 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 a little bit of dialogue. And if you do it wrong and you fight this these, these people, immediately you lose your your, your oath, immediately. And it's like, hey, you've you've broken your oath. You're now an oath breaker. And I was like, well, now I have to, like, uh, now I have, and so I had to, like, really, like, move. So at that point, for that gameplay, I had to, like, wait, who's a liar in my group? Let me move them to the front and then keep oh my no. guy behind so they can lie. And then he has like plausible, he has plausible deniability in the background of like, I didn't say anything. That's that guy did it, and it's not me. And so like it changed everything I did. And so I think I maybe had to like redo like a, a thing maybe three times. Cause I was like, <laughs> oh, right, he's in the front. He can't do this. He's not supposed to be there. And if you oath break, you have to go back to your camp and meet some scary <laughs> like, hey, yeah, you broke your oath, and now you're like a an oath breaker. Uh, and Shame. there's like a side quest to, to get it back, but it's like <laughs> you gotta commit to doing that side quest to getting your oath back again. So paladin, you gotta play it. You you have to RP I so hard as a paladin, and you gotta be careful. Or just
1: be yeah, ready.
0: or that, or just be an oath like, break well? There's that. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. Like I was saying, big game, huge game, thirty one sub races, eleven regular races. 46 subclasses 12 classes over 600 spells and i think right now I are talking that this game only goes up to level 12 because after that shit gets OP. ridiculous in terms of <laughs> <laughs>
3: 12 well, is already like
0: OP. in regular D. Yeah. it's a lot and, and, and like in regular D, like i know we like i think ray and i are playing a campaign and we're like i think we're like what level no, 13 we're, and, we're, and like yeah. half the stuff we could do we're 12
3: it's the same thing
0: we were 12 yeah same thing, like, both of us have, like, Dimension Door and Misty Step, so it's like we can Dimension Door 400 feet away that direction, and then Misty Step another couple of feet. So it's like, the spells at that point are just get wild, so you gotta, like, really be capable of, like, honing in this group. Uh, so, 12 is fine. It's, it's fine. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, hey, here's an extra hard mode for, like, 12 to 15, but also know this is gonna be, like, maybe Tactician Mode, because it's gonna be your party and the NPCs are also gonna be high level too, so be wary. But honestly you'll you'll have a blast. It's really fun. The one thing I do want to do is at some point play with someone else. Uh because then it's like you don't have to, you know, control the the NPC. Uh and also I think it's just a lot of it's a lot more fun to kind of have that role playing aspect of like people in your group who are also a part of the collective
1: story. It's very chaotic. I saw some of my friends stream and it was three of them in a party together and it was just so chaotic and i was like that looks so much fun when you're just seeing someone like doing something that can affect you and you like whatever action they're doing pushes you off a cliff and you're like i'm dead because of you (laughs) like it's like it's yeah that's the type of game i've always dreamed of like doing um but because this is such a great game, because Larian Studios is just amazing, um, I do want to get I'm into how, because they're so amazing, how that they're kind of raising the stakes of, of how things sh- should be modeled in the game industry as far as like, I mean, yes. you know here on Geek Force, we've talked about AAA games for the past, what, three years and how they've let us down. Constantly, multiple, and seeing that, Baldur's Gate three, like, no worries, and I'm like, this is this is how games should be. Um, it's actually making other gamers or fanboys mm-hmm. of other gaming studios kind of angry at that because they're just like, well, that they're just whatever, and and they they like how other. I'm not saying names, how other gaming companies like to do microtransactions and put out stuff that's not really complete, and then the modding community of that gaming uh, have to kind of make the game great because of the work they're doing. Yes, I'm talking about the, the best stuff, but that's another story. Um, with Starfield, co- Starfield coming their, out.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I think that did a post where like one of the, like, about the game and like, one corner says, like, this game will have no microtransactions. Yeah. We believe in, like, the solidarity of storytelling.
1: That actually pissed some people off because they're just, like, they're throwing shade at so-and-so. And I'm, like, well, why can't they throw shade at so-and-so? Because we, like, I know for myself, I hate that shit. Like, that is why I love Destiny because Destiny is becoming too expensive to play. They have a new patch coming up. I'm, like, I, I'm not interested in anymore because... It's literally money funneled through that game when it used to not be like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, other big game franchises do that. Um, But with BG3, yeah, they have opportunity to do all this stuff. With their recent patch, they had implemented so much of what people wanted since the beginning of last month. And the fact that they're just exceeding and, and listening and, you know, interacting on social media with their fans because they want... To have a positive experience and enjoy, like they're really like devs that really get the fans, and they want to work with making that a great experience. Versus gamer companies that are just like, you're gonna like what we put out, and we're gonna take more money from you. That's just how this is, you know. Um, And so I'm just like, yeah. So I'm just like, you guys feel like you've been taken care of I guess by Larian Studios with this uh, <laughs> game experience. You know, I know you guys love the indie and I love you love games, but as far as like the company putting a lot of heart and soul in doing this might feel it, does that feel a little different than the previous games you played this year at all? I mean,
0: I'm loving it. It definitely has been a really game fun year. Um, but I think as far as like Delivering on quality and delivering on expectations. I think they're definitely, like, ahead of the pack in that expectation of, like, yo, like, we took a three-year-long beta of this game, and then we took all your feedback, implemented it, and then we released, like, another patch that, like, fixed romance dialogues. Like, I like the fact that a lot of it has been, like, it uh, honestly gives me, like... It gives me this really interesting look, and I, I share with the, like their group, like the creator or like the head developer behind the game, released this really cool video around like him talking to the people, and like they're very much referencing other studios, but like, yeah, we're we're gonna do all these big things, and they're like poking fun at other places, they're like oh, that's too much work, and it's like we we like we owe it to the fans to to go big and give them this and over deliver, and so I do like that they were able to stick that landing, and I am excited to see them, you know, putting uh some fire underneath other studios because like starfield's coming out too. that part and they've been hyping this <laughs> yes, game up for a long smart. time
1: but guess what we're and ready too i'm ready to talk about that game when that comes out well
0: <laughs> cool the thing is xbox has been stating like hey like you know i mean in their last what lawsuit or whatever court thing they were in like oh we like we've lost the console wars or whatever so and you know they had a, a whole kerfuffle with halo dropping Starfield is something that they are really hoping is gonna be like that feather in their cap. And um, they very much like uh, the folks over at and have been like laying out how great it's gonna be. So we'll see if they commit to it, if they stick to it. And I think we've been saying offline that 2023 thus far has a lot of great games games. and um, there are still more to come. So that's where I stand, but Ray, what do you think? How do you feel about Larry and and this current uh, Baldur's Gate product?
3: I don't have a whole lot to add i think uh some some of what uh some people were talking about with why Baldur's gate 3 has gotten all the praise that it has gotten um is because of what you guys have been talking about it's kind of come it's come out at this time period where there is um mistrust in the gaming community for, for as far as expectation goes um I think 2023 has been an exception in a lot of ways in the past couple of years of video gaming. Uh, not completely because there's still some trash coming out this year, uh, but there's been oh, a, yeah. lot, a lot of hits. Um, and I'm sure Bethesda and Microsoft hope that Starfield is one of those hits. Um, but yeah, uh, is Larian uh, doing a whole lot more than it has to? Definitely not. It's uh, it's it's just it's being groundbreaking, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I, I I wonder if like in a in a in a game industry where there was more trust, would this game be seen as as like incredibly amazing as it is? And mm-hmm. um, maybe there's a little bit of no, but like. Also, it's still a very solid game. Um, is it better than Zelda? Uh, I still think no, personally. But.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: mm. Yeah, but also, you know, I'm only 30 hours in on Baldur's Gate, so we'll see.
1: Another thing I've noticed with Baldur's Gate 3 is they didn't really promote it, it was just the fans mm-hmm. and the gamers who played this game. That, I think, was a big instrument towards their success right now and being like the highest played game so far, at least number wise. And um yeah, because if you look at their promos, they didn't really put out a trailer or did like shows or stuff. But I meant like on a grander scale than say like Blizzard or Bethesda and stuff with their stuff. Like as far as like being at every little convention and uh, the platform where they're like talking about it and stuff like they had those but like most of their money wasn't in marketing it was mostly by word of mouth and people just streaming it on Twitch and YouTube and other people who have never played Baldur's Gate or never even did d and really saw that game was like I want to play that game and it just spread like wildfire and now like um, I think within the first week or two, uh, it came out on PC officially. It was the number one pre-ordered game on PS5 um, on for the console because it was like, I know for myself, I was like, you know, I, I haven't played the first Baldur's Gate since I was like a kid. So it's like, I, I mean, I don't know. And then I saw like, like Travis playing and I see like my friends playing and I'm like, I want to play this game. I'm pre-ordering it now, and I feel like yeah, it was because of people I know just having too much, having too much fun. Like if you're having too much fun, then I want to have too much fun too. And I think that's at least for me, that's what got me to be like, I want to play every day. Like I just I need to play it now. You know, I have one more week to go. I'm too excited on that. Um, mm. But my my last question is for Emi. Emi, are you thinking of jumping into the Baldur's Gate 3 World 2?
0: I mean, I pre-ordered it. I
2: already pre-ordered it. But I mean, are you... Okay, so what are you looking forward to? I mean, if I'm spending $60, I will play it eventually
0: at that price point (laughs) you can't just play around and be like oh i have it
1: (laughs) don't be like me and marlon with uh i mean i don't
0: i mean i did rage quit
2: cyberpunk i won't lie that was really frustrating and that was a chunk of cash to drop and then never use it so
0: when it comes out on the second i need I need y'all yeah. to go do your own mm-hmm. playthrough because the thing about it is that once you play it, you can at any point in the story join someone else. Oh, cool! So all you have to do is just like go back to the so, main screen and click and invite someone, and they can pop into your camp. Then? Yeah, we can definitely do that, and like we could either do it with like
3: I think you have to start.
0: I think you have to you be have in the to, same no,
3: act. You have to I start together. You're playing the same game. Like I someone think, is the keeper okay. of the save file. Basically, you can't. if uh Mm. so we have to all if we all want to create a custom character and whatever is done between us we have to all start at the same time we can't start individually
2: i see that makes sense we'll figure it out you you have any idea what you're gonna be aiming are you just gonna surprise i have no idea i have to actually look at the character list (laughs) i have no idea I will let you know when I figure I it out. I already know. I, I told you I was going to be a Paladin Marlin, but I've
1: changed my mind. I'm going to be a Cleric instead, really? with a little bit of Druid spells in my mix. And I'm going, of course, I'm going to be a Halfling, because any game that's like, oh, you can be a Halfling, or some type of Gnome or something, I'm definitely going to take advantage of that. Because <laughs> everyone's being like Tieflings you and Garls. your
3: second preference.
1: Yes, I, especially that.
3: <laughs> I am upset. Uh, I'm gonna do this rant in about two minutes. This rant is, is the this this 2023 love for tieflings disrespectful. You you all are jumping on a bandwagon. Uh.
2: You say t- tieflings. tieflings.
3: Everybody loves a tiefling now. I've been loving tieflings for years. They're the devil. <laughs> they're the devil-looking uh, uh, creatures oh, in the, the d d universe. Cool. They have horns. <laughs> they have devil tails. They've been they've been the black people of the d d universe for decades.
1: You're not lying.
3: Uh, and uh, wow. all this love for tieflings out here, post Baldur's Gate three launch, is, uh, is a
1: bunch of, <laughs> bunch of bandwagoners.
3: Bunch of bandwagoners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I'm not gonna lie, Stacks. in um Final Fantasy Fourteen there's a race that's similar to Teethlings, and I will say, um, a lot of black players play the same race as them. <laughs> so that you said that, I was like, Oh, now you're totally <sighs> confirming my theory of like why does oh, yeah. everyone play that? It's like a oh like they have scales and they have horns, um, in for in in the game too, and I'm like I'm noticing a parallel of people who are playing fourteen and now they're playing Baldur's Gate three they're tieflings. And I'm like, is there like a common, like, why? But yeah, no, you're right. A lot of people are doing that. It's it interesting.
3: Um, and then we wanted to wrap up. I genuinely don't want to even hear y'all talk about this show very long. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off and jump into it. Um, Secret Evasion by the wonderful Disney folks and samuel jackson and uh are are we gonna do spoilers with this conversation yes yeah okay great Um,
2: spoil away i don't care what
3: what, that show Ah. was the (laughs) worst disney property thing they have produced entirely uh you were Agreed. talking about ai earlier about it because uh, it the opening really gives you ai art vibes uh i don't know if it was
1: yeah, it confirmed it was. or not
3: it was it confirmed was mm-hmm. okay um i you know the Not surprised, Uh, but I'm going to be real here. It felt like the show was written by AI also, because it was just so... There was some really bad dialogue. There was some real bad, uh, like, just structure of plot, like what was the point of there were some things that i was just like what was even the point of that scene by the end of the show um so uh yeah that felt like it was an experiment in ai writing an entire script for a show (laughs) if it wasn't for the fact that uh there was a lot of like uh how, how am i trying to describe this black um there was a, They gave Samuel o. Jackson what a lot of PLCs? PLCs. They gave Samuel o. Jackson more character development than, um, than I think. I thought I just. I think I didn't expect for them to go into his marriage like that. Um, so some of that stuff maybe be like, okay, I think Samuel o. Jackson had a hand in some of this part, the poetry stuff, and um, and just like everything. That whole dynamic of him trying of them trying to show a lot of love between him and his wife, I'm like, this felt like Samuel L. Jackson had a hand in this decision making. Maybe this part isn't AI dialogue. Uh, but the rest of the show felt like AI dialogue. <laughs> so uh, I got more problems, but I'll let y'all speak for a moment.
1: No, you I think
2: said you said it, it all
0: it was bad all the way through. Wait, it was not great. It was that's a good long question for you.
2: So out of everything Marvel has produced for t- for 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 Disney this Plus, one. this yes. was the lowest yes. one in Definitely. your opinion. Out of, out of all of us, yes.
3: <laughs> you can you can throw out anything right now and be <laughs> like, even lower than this. And uh, maybe I have forgotten about the thing Ooh. you say, but I am pretty <laughs> confident Secret <laughs> Invasion was worse.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: <laughs> it- Honest, rays right like again the cgi oh, in this was CGI. the like the 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 like the battle with the super scroll uh, first of all it was unearned they did not do enough to even justify their they need to be super part scrolls part because they weren't even going <laughs> to use <it>. they fought in parking park one Two, Unset. it was some of the worst <laughs> oh, CGI I've ever seen. And three, it also brings something that, that Ruben brought up earlier. We don't understand the power dynamics no. of any of these people. Mm. So we don't understand who's winning or why they're winning. Mm. And to this day, I'm like, how did so she punch through the stomach? I I guess she won. Also, I don't care. It's over now. But like, I, I wasn't was invested so in the first place written.
3: in this. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Gaia, what was yes. the The angst and the... The drama. She's
1: thirsty
3: with um, eggs. What the hell? <laughs> like, oh my god! I,
0: I don't trust you, Dad. I don't uh, trust you, Dad. Trust you. Amelia,
3: Amelia Clark's character was like poorly done. Uh, uh so the I think the character that was the waste best of done was Ben Mithilson's character. Um oh. Olivia
0: the Coleman, name? the English woman. That was
1: my favorite. I liked her. The, the spy. <laughs> Kind yeah, of like a the little like the yeah. one was actually getting stuff. Was actually
0: she was actually completing missions yeah, uh, in the background. Uh, <laughs> but deadly. Yes, British, <laughs> British
3: British Nick Fury. Uh, yeah, yes. she, yes, she, British Nick Fury. She was she was a funny character. Um, I don't think she fit the no, she atmosphere of the show. But mm-hmm. I appreciated what she brought. In. Sure, um, that part. That part I awesome. am still sad that the 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 probably pretty earned monologue that gravick gave in the final episode mm. was pointless mm-hmm. uh, yep. i am pretty upset <laughs> that they go uh they go out of their way to come up with excuses on why he's not going to call the avengers or like any superhuman that, part. Oh that part was hilarious Oh, I was wait, so wait, 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 stupid.
2: Wait,
0: He's like, we have to solve our own, I'm like, like, our own was- problems? They're going to yeah, launch nuclear bombs. Was- oh, what that was another mean, thing. I will say at least,
3: uh, to- here, I'll finish the thought on this. But because there was two reasons. One, like they said, because he was, quote unquote, trying to solve his own mess that he started. Um, and two, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, part of the plot points for the end of the show was that he had scraped DNA of every single metahuman in the, oh in the my Marvel universe and
2: oh because that's how what's her face has yes, all yes uh
3: by the end of it yes mm. and uh so mm. they uh i assu- i there was a line of dialogue that gave me the feeling that that was their other excuse for not involving anybody was he didn't want it to have to explain why he has all of their DNA. Uh, cause you know, that's a, that is at least a Nick Fury thing that I could get behind. But the, the explanation for all of that is cause Nick Fury is a crazy comic book guy. It would totally make sense for the mm-hmm. Nick Fury in the comic books to have a vial of DNA of every single, yeah. uh, <laughs> every single metahuman on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that should. Was wild, but uh, the thing that I will give it the most props for um, they filmed Disney, Disney filmed an attempted assassination of the United States of the president, president of the United States. They filmed an attempted assassination of the president of the United States. I was so impressed that episode i was just like wow dizzy that's ballsy that's real ballsy for y'all to to film this uh by russia by it was, no less honestly uh, it, yeah by yeah russia yeah.
0: Was, <laughs> i was it like was, it was a it stressful was a, scene i'm like y'all gonna really go like, in on this where are we going like, <laughs> he's like on a top ta- he's like on a tarmac it's like a full gunfight, <laughs> and like is, are yeah. they gonna kill the president are they gonna actually kill the president in this scene <laughs> You're <laughs> like you're really gonna, they're gonna commit to this. This is gonna be a that international really got my incident attention. right here. Who played here. the president?
3: Say say again to me. Who
2: who played the president? Some white
3: guy. Oh God, I don't know his name.
0: Oh, okay. uh, Thank you, Raymond. Yes.
3: Biden, yes. <laughs> uh Yeah.
2: <laughs> Biden That's uh, my gosh. There you was You've probably
1: seen more... him around <clears throat> in something. Or was he more orange? No,
3: he wasn't playing that kind of. He was he was playing your classic twenty four yes. president. Like yeah.
2: <laughs> it was Dermot Mulroney
3: it was
0: Dermot yeah, Mulroney that who I don't know but maybe he, he felt like a 24 character oh
1: honestly
3: yes
0: fully like a 24 character
1: thank you
0: uh,
3: Rodi got to do, got to
1: do oh, some yeah.
0: things oh yeah um, was it Rodi? Rodi? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I, I have a question about this. So me and my coworker had a debate because he saw it, but I didn't. But we were talking about it and, and we were trying to figure out when the switch happened. Was they it, won't
0: tell us until Iron Wars is before, what the guy was saying. Based
2: on what you saw, do you think it was before, uh, I'm sorry, at the end <sighs> it, of Civil War or sometime after that?
0: That seems to make the most sense because he went to the hospital because he had his back get broken when he got knocked out of the sky. But they're not gonna like they were like we're not gonna tell you tell you until you watch (laughs) Armor Wars and that's what we'll reveal. But also it's not just him because it's also our boy Kevin Freeman as well.
1: Right, that was all. And it's like y'all,
0: this is just a lot's happening, and I get you need to make this. you know, he was interesting, switched during like,
2: the, the, last, the last movie? We don't or know. Was he already switched? We, also we don't, know don't that know. One. That's whack. I don't like that and
0: shit. And my other gripe was like, they mentioned I... several times that their base was at a nuclear fallout zone. They had a Geiger count through the roof. And at the end of the show, all the humans leave through the building that literally had a Geiger count going mm-hmm. off. And it's like, so they're all poisoned. Mm-hmm. They are walking out of a nuclear fallout zone. All of them are dead. Like this is like, did you not think of how to like, get these humans out of there? Because you told us, "Hey, nuclear is coming to it's a AI, fallout Marvin, zone." That's AI like,
1: I didn't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I. Bad. It's bad. an important part of you doing a secret invasion story that somebody was a scroll the whole time. We had been making jokes about it for years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, That's true. <laughs> I think. Uh, they hit the lowest bearing fruit that they could to pick who was that person. Uh, because again, the mm. show was trying to sp- spend as little money as possible. Uh, so they went with Roadie, the guy who literally didn't get into his suit once in six episodes. Um, and Yo. didn't even like talk about going to his suit. Um, and then. I right. there was the yeah. point really early on where he like makes a black uh, makes a black comment oh oh <laughs> I had to talk oh about gosh. this for a second.
2: <laughs> Wait, 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 whoa. Context, context, uh, context. It's a what? Scene. It was, so it was, oh it was God. like
3: he was he, he saw Nick Fury and he said something in a very in a very black voice. He said, "Yeah, two brothers, two brothers <laughs> out here with the government," or it was like, "What's up, my brother?" It was just something along those lines, right? This is episode one or two or something um, before he's revealed, um, and uh, it's just it feels really out of place. It doesn't really line up. It doesn't sound like something Nick Fury or Rhodey would have ever said. Right. And I guess, you know, trying to imply the, the scroll thing already, but uh, what helped was when uh, they they do the reveal. Nick Fury learns about it. He goes and confronts him. And also a dumb conclusion of a scene. Like, why didn't either of them one of them shoot each other in that scene? That made no sense to me. Yes. <laughs> but B, uh, they have they have a veiled spy discussion far, while right? Samuel L. Jackson keeps talking about this great black whiskey that he just happened to bring to this meeting. Pappy Van Winkle get you some Mm. Pappy Van Winkle. It felt like Anaconda malt liquor a little bit, But but I know it's a real thing and great. It's a it's, it's a real an expensive thing. it's, expensive, too. it's an expensive real whiskey that uh uh Samuel L. Jackson clearly wanted to plug. But what I what I did appreciate about that scene was it it felt to me like we were watching Nick Fury say, "You just said some black shit to me a couple of a couple episodes ago, and I just learned you're an alien, and so I'm gonna call you on your bluff and see how black you really want to act like you want to be in front of me." Let's say like it was really funny of a of a concept from that angle. Um, that irony might have been Samuel L. Jackson and wrote and and Don Cheadle's ideal more than it was Disney, because that irony doesn't feel like they intended that at all.
2: It was too much. Um,
3: it was it was <laughs> but it was it was so smart of a of a concept between at least the two of them. Just like, yeah, we'll add this little thing. And then later on we'll come back and we'll really bluff that this alien's not actually black. But um Man was there billions, billions of billions of problems with that show. Like it just, every episode was some other, some other mess of things. Just like, why, why is this happening? Why are you two talking to each other like this? Where was his wife when he needed more support and like a later see later episodes? Like if, if y'all were going to do all that just to not kill each other, like why didn't you come help him sooner? Um, like there was uh, I'm I'm tired of thinking about that show that's why I wanted to rip the band-aid off
0: <laughs> I mean and they also decided to give us like oh the stakes have never been higher by getting yeah. rid of a character that was I just so I actually thought messed she was going to come back just, the whole
3: time like I was like she's not dead by the end, so last episode too. she's going to come back but nope little did i know they're saving that for our I was like Wars there's got
0: to be a reason why we kill Maria Hill like she has got to be some. It full
1: blooded too. Just and 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 because like you know she got shot. She she thought she thought it was Samuel L. Jackson. who falls down and ends. And I was like okay, but she's coming back, right? Next episode funeral. I was like, but she's coming back, right? And then they never talk about her again. And I'm like, wait,
2: that character who shot her? The it was Gravic, who uh, was pretending to be McFerrin. Gravic did
0: it aka ken yeah he was, from ken. <laughs> he
2: was a
1: ken in the barbie movie <laughs> i'm just a right, scroll right.
0: That, that was da, such da, a da, such da. a hard pivot to go to watch that <laughs> <laughs> i'm like is that graphic Well, no i just i felt like they were doing things to like denote like oh we're at like it's it's real this is like espionage shit happening right now um but it just like we said just didn't have really good writing. It honestly, and I think they also fell into something they keep falling into which is that whenever they do these Marvel shows about these like just these refugees essentially, they're always people of color and they're always like crossing the line so that you don't side with them. It's like, oh, like, hey, Nick Fury did do them wrong by telling them I'm going to help you find a plan and then like not telling them hey, I couldn't do it. And then you are thinking well hey they're right to be mad like oh are they are killing people well now they're kind of the bad guy now and it's like right up to the board they're kind of like oh are they the bad guy like oh wait no now they are like it, it happened in the captain america film where the refugees are like hey they're kind of on your side there's like, oh hey, we're gonna blow up this hospital why why would you blow up a hospital to prove a point point? and it's like well now they've gone full crazy villain mode now And it's like, I think it's really starting to wear thin of like, you don't know how to include these actors of color in a way that doesn't denote them as being a bad person or doing a bad thing. You're only able to include them if, as long as they fulfill the terrorist role that seemed to pop up in these Disney films. Great, we have to have a terrorist role. Let's give it to these people because we got to have the bad guy. And it's just really disappointing to watch them do it again
1: it was yeah i i agree with everything you two have said i i was really disappointed because like they had a ki- like they had a great cast like i did not know about the writing but just seeing the the stats of the cast i was like oh okay we have some cool people on the show and then seeing them like spit out just horrible garbage and moving in ways that just didn't make sense um like literally Mm -hmm. the first episode is establishing the boundaries of what is possible in in this world the show and stuff and it still didn't make sense episodes later i'm like i don't understand the power structure i don't understand why would he be there when like it was a lot of like a phone call an email could have like saved so much time like people just being the same like it just
3: but even phone calls were frustrating me Because I was just like how many times Did Gravik and Nick Fury Have a conversation on the phone Only for that conversation To like just be a waste of Like time Like, True. They never saw like Half of that stuff could have been solved mm-hmm. In phone calls you're right But they but they had that many They had enough phone calls where they could have figured just, that out That's right Yeah see me <laughs>
2: so so who is the bad guy in this the, show? The,
3: the short of it is a scroll who was there when Captain Marvel and all that stuff like wrapped up and he was a little kid mm-hmm. and he was there for the big oh. promise of we'll get you a new planet but that hasn't mm-hmm. happened and so now he's come up with a mm-hmm. foolproof uh, plan on how to just kill the human race and take it from humanity which you know Mm-hmm. Sure. That's a bad guy. A way of okay. handling a problem. And also, but...
1: and also introducing yep. inter- another thing that pissed me off is introducing Super Scrolls, which I like reading about Super Scrolls in the comics. They drop the. They dropped Morris the all Like the possibility of if the show was written great, we could have like learned more about that. They couldn't even do that. Like it, I'm like, how how do you fail so hard and quickly and easily on Super Scrolls? And the fact like that was his plan all along was basically like, oh, we'll just be super scrolls and take over the whole planet. And I'm like, this sounds stupid. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. Like
0: Well, mind you, Kat, I thought we were going to get our I Fantastic Four tie-in. Like, okay, good. Like, this has been really boring so far, but okay, they're mentioning we want to be super. Like, great. Are we so going to get a Sue to. Storm and mm-hmm. read Richard Plug or something? Definitely wasn't And they made that it way. a point to give us like a, a basic white woman and a basic white man. I'm like, are they going to be? I'm right? Like, who are they? And it's like, just some randos. I'm like, all right, I guess mm-hmm. we're not going to, because originally the Super Scroll Mm existed in in the fantastic four of like he has like johnny storm's power the thing's power mr fantastic's power and invisible power and it's like okay so who are they gonna pull from now oh drax's arm and And you also gave them one of the most you gave them literally carol danvers Danvers' (laughs) powers sorry one of them gave him one arm and you also gave them ebony maw's power from a film i'm like wait but (laughs) I'm sorry, you gave them magic from his body?
3: Uh, I'm confused. I guess it wasn't. Magic? It was genetic, is what this show is implying.
0: Literally, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? Magic? Yeah, I. um,
3: It doesn't make sense. Uh, That whole scene was really poorly done. Um, I guess it sets up that she's the scroll queen now from the comic books, which that's lame.
1: That's Um, very lame
3: and uh other than that there was no point because of course there wasn't like i
1: mm-hmm. kind of
3: assumed because I, I was kind of feeling like this is they're not gonna how are they gonna pull this off and mm-hmm. the answer is they mm-hmm. didn't um, they gave us a mess of a show mm-hmm. that uh kind of breaks its own rules like five mm-hmm. or six different times
1: mm-hmm.
3: and by the end of it leaves everyone disappointed um so uh, uh Secret War yeah. Secret so Amazing that. um definitely don't recommend uh wasting your time with it uh
2: just read the comics please is it did did, did you guys feel like they're gonna do another one or was the I, probably not filler, the it was a filler the
0: ending infuriated me Because after Nick Fury (laughs) ruined everything on Earth, he's like, Well, going back into space now. It's like, Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You caused so much drama. People are actively shooting and killing
1: scrolls. And you're like,
0: Well, I got to leave. (sighs) I should get out of here. And the
1: the president's (laughs) like, We will kill every alien on this planet. Open season, season on scrolls. And I was if, like, mm, if we
0: find you, we're killing you. That's
1: sounding a little too real in reality. Knowing that scrolls are like the... Mon- mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop watching. Like that's, I don't like that.
0: <laughs> and Nick Fury's like, "Well, that shit sucks." Um, okay, back to my spaceship.
1: Oh, baby, you want to
3: come with me? Sure. What? Yes. Let's go. Let's go make alien love the on best my space, negotiator. On spaceship. <laughs> Oh my spaceship.
0: yes Yes. he has a full like romance with with his wife who's like he's told us is the best negotiator and people person and like great let me remove you from the planet also and myself i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna
3: gonna explain this because i see the confusion on your face even i'm gonna say one sentence (laughs) and then i'm gonna say one sentence and then we're gonna move on past this oh yeah by the way uh nick fury was married to a scroll for a couple of decades there (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot to
3: tell you that. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a whole that was a whole plot point in the show. Uh, she uh, he knew he knew he was a, he knew she was a scroll, but she dressed herself up to look like a black woman for decades. So you know he he liked that ass. I guess uh, I don't know what else to say other than that. Cause, <laughs> wait, no, oh, Raymond's right. Cause he he did ask her, "Did you pick right.
0: this person because of me?" And she was like, "I picked it because I knew what you liked." And I'm like, so yeah.
3: you're- <laughs> Like white women,
2: That was wait, that I'm was a lot of dialogue. Yep,
3: nope. I,
2: <laughs> that I, Wait, so he knew she was a scroll yeah. all the yeah. time? Or was that uh, I, there's, <laughs> there's
3: a there's what? some ambiguity of whether on the literal official first meeting of this person did he know she was a scroll? I think it's implied no, but it's definitely strongly implied that he's known for years upon years upon years upon years. That's part of his part of his penance in the beginning is like ah I was gone because of the blip, but she wasn't, and then he came back from the blip, and I guess he just left her there and never went and talked to her after the blip for like years because he's mm-hmm. Nick Fury and he does things like that. So, oh my
1: gosh! And everybody kept saying he's changed after the blip. He's he's, uh, cha- yeah, they called
3: they called him old like four hundred times.
1: Four hundred times. Uh, he's, not he's not the he's same. He's not the after same after the blip, and I'm like. Um, he was gone.
2: No one will be the same. But Nick, you're, you're but, old.
3: But you're you're, old, you, you're Nick. doing this whole like song and dance with this whole evil plot, you, expecting Nick Fury to get away with it. But you are calling him old the whole time. I'm out, y'all. I'm and confused. this makes sense. Uh, right. You're afraid of him, or you're not. It was uh, a waste of time. Yeah. Um. So thanks for uh, listening to Geek Force.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Raymond, Raymond Raymond's
3: wrapping it right now it was a spent. piece of trash there are uh, lots of much better things that we will talk nice. about in the future uh, yeah. uh, that you know were much more worth my time over the past couple of months of uh, entertainment mm-hmm.
1: that part I co-signed That's with right. great 1000% <laughs> on everything that was said
0: it was. It just hurt my brain watching it. It was just like I, I, I should, I should have done this to myself. And I knew earlier like this is not going to be good. I'm like, but I kept watching every like maybe, maybe it gets better now, maybe it gets better now. And I was like, nope. There break. was
3: a, there was a point where I was like the uh, I hate. Uh, this is this is a joke. I I that I yeah, I'm definitely making this joke. But uh, I hate. We all hate when shows fridge women. Because it is just a horrible tactic uh, to get an emotional response Mm. out of people. Um, And to, like, it's a poorly written sense of like ah they were there the whole time to drive this character on and once they die like uh, that that's just lame uh, there was sadly a point towards the end of that show I was like man if Nick Fury's wife gets fridged to this last episode I don't wish I don't wish this on her but that, that almost is better than what I think this show is going to give me and that's real bad writing like I have set the bar low for that but I still there was a point where I was like man even that might be better than what I think think i'm about to get and that's horrible um mm. yeah it was bad yeah, it was real bad right. there was no saving it,
2: it makes the time. They, they,
3: they didn't need to make it if they if that's what they were going to do
2: solid one no star zero stars you? zero <laughs> stars <laughs> from cat no, at least no stars. negative no star?
3: I, I give it, yeah zero stars from cat one star for ray for literally filming an attempted assassination of the president of the united states <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow <laughs> 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 he's like you checked that box for yo, me we yo, good we good
0: uh, here's the thing raymond has a point i feel like had the stakes been had the show been shot like that where it's like Actually, espionage and actually feels like oh anyone can get it like the president episode that might have been worth watching because that was a well shot episode. Something. It felt <laughs> like it was scary. It felt like it was going to happen, and you also had emotional tie-ins when you unfortunately saw like some really was, interesting, <laughs> really interesting moment that I don't think they, they talked about. Where like Nick Fury looks at Talos as he's dying, and it's just like cold. I gotta go. That was and cool. it Just dips, and I'm like oh but no i was like you know what i like that because it's like he's kind of a cold guy he's a, he's an
3: international galactic <laughs> spy to so he's gotta do what he's that that gotta do cool. i yeah.
1: like that i get that okay happy star for that scene
3: <laughs> that was the pappy van winkle episode right it, i think it might have been
0: it, I, think I think so because <laughs> episode, there was a episode,
1: lot of so. roadie scenes in that in that episode yeah
3: oh that's you're right this yeah but yeah, the, yeah
0: that's, this it.
1: Episode. <laughs> that's it that's, that's all folks that's um, boop, 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 boop. Is there anything else you want to add on the doctor before we end the show? <laughs> nothing and
3: nothing,
0: nothing in the.
1: Okay, well. Nothing more. Thank you guys for joining me with all the wonderful topics that we talked about today. And listeners, thank you for joining us on this journey and for choosing Geekforce as your show for the hour. If you like this episode and want to stay connected with us for future episodes, don't forget to follow and subscribe to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, geekforcepodcast.com. And with that said, next time, stay cool, stay healthy,
2: and keep on... This episode of Queston Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.